Blog Talk Radio. www.theclowntimers.net and uh, you'll be able to find me on Facebook as well uh, just waiting for football season <laughs> uh, but at any rate just go to the to, uh, to the search one of the upper left hand corner of Facebook and type in the, 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 the phrase the clown times again that's clown spell with K you can find me there as well well, lots of stuff that went on last week I didn't get to touch on that actually happened after last week's podcast, such as OJ's um, uh, worldwide parole hearing. <laughs> it felt like because it was broadcast everywhere. Uh, Hugh Freeze is firing, and, and Kyrie went out of Dodge. And also going to touch on, last but not least, the legend of, of, of Mr. One, Mr. Jim Vance. He was a sportscasting legend in the DMV area. Uh, a lot of people sent out good vibes about him um, like when he passed late last week. And uh, my co-host, who's a uh, proud DMV native, uh, Dwayne Nash is going to break that down. So I'm going to leave that that just for him. I know he's excited about that. So anyway, uh, and and, uh, by the way, catch him, please. That's Dwayne Nash that that is. Catch him on um, Sleazy Radio that takes place every Tuesday night on, on Blog Talk Radio as well as um, look for him on his work on the Yard slash HBCU Sports where he discusses things, all things HBCU Sports. So, how you doing, my man? Scott, what do it do? Not a whole lot. Hey, I, fi- I figured that um, the, the theme music will lead, kind of lead into what, you know, <laughs> took place late last week. And um, I'm just I'm just so sick and tired of OJ. I, I know his ass has been in the news for like I don't know what, like seven eight years, no seven years maybe. And twenty one, that, actually twenty three. Yeah. Now that I think about it, twenty three years. Yeah, he was in jail for like the past seven or so, right? Though, like on on like yeah, he was in jail for the past seven though. Crap. Right. Yeah, exactly. But he was punished for. He was punished for getting away of killing those two people. Uh, <laughs> so let's just exactly let's just be honest about that. I mean, because he went to jail, and you know, we all, you know, for like for those who don't remember, I mean, he went to jail for basically something that should have been no more than a misdemeanor. I mean, I'm just I'm not trying to minimize 
showing up in Vegas with a gun trying to get your crap back as if this is a wild, wild west again. But um, it, it should have oh, no, been, remember, been in jail it, for 33 years. Remember, <laughs> it wasn't him. It was his boys that had the gun. That's he just rolled up with his boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still the wrong thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, I mean, the thing is, is you know, I was, I'm proud of myself to say that I did not watch the hearing live because oh. I had a job to do. But um, <laughs> I caught the, the replay, like, later that evening. And he didn't seem all that remorseful. He just – he was still – he still played the victim. He still, you know, said that it's not his fault that he led a clean life and he gets along people very well. Okay. And, you know, then, and there were reports that he had lights catered to him while he was in jail. Like, people waited on him. He had food, like the best food, had favors from cats. So I was, I wrote a, um, a, an open letter to his ass saying, please lay low. That was the question letter, just please lay low. Well, I know he's not going to lay low because from his from his parole hearing, which he almost screwed up, by the way. Exactly, yeah. Talking, talking, he, he, he still thinks he's OJ. You know what I'm saying? So he's still that same old-ass narcissist that hadn't learned the damn thing. So I, I'm just, I hate to say this, but it, this is probably not going to be the last part of OJ Simpson from OJ Simpson. Not anytime soon. No, it won't be. Um, I'm just glad that you're a better man than me because it's kind of ironic. My Facebook posting um, that morning was actually to the tune of uh, the story of OJ, which was parole hearing today for OJ. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know, I tried to be nice yeah, about it. Yeah, I wasn't going to watch it. You know, until right. it got around that time, and I'm at work, and I'm not going to say I didn't have anything to do because you know my employers may be listening, and I don't want to give them the impression that I don't do anything at work. But sure. I was working on something, and it was on, so I turned it on, and I was, you know, caught up in, in the moment of watching the parole hearings, and the fact that it was on on multiple outlets was very interesting from ESPN to CNN to Fox News. But the one thing that was a, a, a resounding sentiment was that there were still some, there's still a lot of people who will not let the murders go. They won't right. let it go. And, and they're still upset at the fact that he was capable of getting away and that justice you know, depending upon how you want to look at it, you know, it didn't go the way that they wanted it to go. Mm-hmm. So they were happy, yep. first and foremost, that he got arrested for this misdemeanor, and secondly, upset because he's now currently on parole with the opportunity to be released in a couple of months. So it, it was just interestingly sad that... O.J. Simpson has captured the 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 the, 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 the attention of America and held on to it for this long. It, it, it's it's amazing to me. Well, the thing is, what's funny is, I mean, people 
speaking of which, like people misunderstand the fact that why the majority of Black America celebrated OJ getting off. It wasn't the fact that we didn't think that he did it. Hell, a lot of people thought that he did. A lot of us thought that yeah. he did. I think he did. Okay, DNA doesn't lie. A and B. Why was his ass in the in like in the back of the Bronco with a gun to his head, telling him tell folks to leave him alone? And that's the man would have done that. But at any rate, but be that as it may, the fact of the matter is this: the majority of Black America can speak for all. But I'm gonna speak for myself in the in the most of the cats I knew. Now I know, got and probably you too. We celebrated because he got off. The same way that a lot of them got off for more heinous, for, for just for similarly heinous crimes, years, years, for years and years and years and years. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that a rich, I mean, we've seen rich white people get off several times, you know, but we've never seen a brother, a high-profile brother, with the best money lawyers, the best lawyers money could buy, get off. And guess what? We did. Because exactly. these lawyers, high-priced lawyers, were able to, A, run circles around the prosecution, which was inept at best. I mean, it, it's like, I mean, what the prosecution did, and I hate to, to go back into this, but, I mean, the, what the prosecution did was they fouled up a layup. That's pretty much mm-hmm. Marsha Clark and, 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 and James' daughter or whatever his name is. That's what they did. But, at any rate, basically... Um, they like his high price lawyers did their jobs, was to exactly. create reasonable doubt, and they did that, regardless of whether people think he did or not. They proved they 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 created reasonable doubt, and thus got OJ Hall. Now, the, now the fact is going forward is that I don't feel any like when, when I was watching OJ hearing, I I was I was pretty. I mean, I mean, even when I was going on while, while I was working, I just, I just, just was, was apathetic. I, I had no feeling towards him. Still have no mm-hmm. feeling towards him. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have been upset if he went back to prison if he fouled up his parole hearing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't have. I mean, I may have clowned him a little bit, but well, not a little bit, maybe a lot. But I would not have felt any sympathy or any type of feeling towards. Because let's be just be real, and this I'm gonna take right back what Shannon Sharp said on uh, Undisputed last week. He left the black community several years ago. You know what yeah. I mean? He he from his way going way back in the 1960s to I'm not black, I'm OJ. Okay, you know I mean uh-huh. I, I, I it just it's just amazing that I mean some dude back in the civil height in the civil rights era would say such a thing. And then yeah. just ex- expect black folks to come on board, and there's some who have. But there were some black jurors, while they said that well, that was sad for him to get off, they're like, pretty much, you're on your own now, bro. <laughs> you're on your own. I mean, whatever you do, this this point forward, it's on you. We, we don't have exactly. any love for you. So, but you're I mean, absolutely it, correct. It, it just happened to be that his trial was right there on the heels of the Rodney King trial and the L.A. riots. So with yeah, all of that yeah. anger and animosity, especially to the L.A. police department, when you have a right. situation where a prominent African-American, regardless of what he says, 
gets caught up in a situation, once again, with the LAPD, yes, we were, uh, yes, we, we, I'm going to go ahead and say we, we were happy at the, sure. as a matter of fact, I remember vividly where I was when the verdict came down. I was in the A&T Student Union, and there was a huge group of us in the union watching the verdict being announced uh, in the union, and uh, the CBS affiliate in Greensboro was actually there to record our uh, reaction. My guess is that they were hoping it would be a guilty verdict to see us buck wild. But no, right. it was a, a, a innocent ver- uh, verdict given. Brothers were break dancing in the middle of the student union. <laughs> it, it was hilarious. But like I said, it was just the timing of everything. And, and, and yes, we as a people kind of galvanized together for that situation, especially behind the African American uh, uh, um, defendant, as well as. Yeah. Uh, 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 African-American-led defense team. So you had all that going down. Yes, we, we were behind him the whole way. But this past Thursday, you know, this dude's about to mess it all up for himself. Yeah. I, I wish, the shut the hell you up. know, his boy was there to, to tap on, his, on the arm and be like, dude, shut up. Because there were moments there where he just kept putting his foot in his own mouth. I'm just glad that right. the uh, the board didn't hold against him. But I found it very interesting. I don't know if you noticed it or not. The one guy on the board or on the hearing board that decided to show his chief fandom that particular yes. day. That was so silly. He was a fanboy. He was a fanboy. That's just I mean everything was so tailor made for OJ to, to get his parole granted. They were all cheeky cheeky and laughing their asses off, making small talks yeah. and jokes. And meanwhile this clown OJ Almost thought this way still out of being paroled. He couldn't help him. Yeah. I mean, he's like, dude, shut the, just shut up. <laughs> shut up. Shut your mouth. <laughs> you want it for yourself. Shut your damn mouth. Unbelievable. Anyway, he almost thought of a layup himself, his dumb ass. But, I mean, yeah. be it as it may, I mean, I mean, like I said, I, I have a feeling. I mean, and, and one last thing about this clown. Um, there's talk, and I hope that God is not true. I hope and pray what I'm about to say is not true. There, there are talk. There are talk about him and perhaps Casey Anthony. Yes, that Casey Anthony having a reality show, a joint reality show. Mm. There are talks of of that going down. I hope to God is just a false rumor. Started by losers who live in the mother's basement. I hope that I hope that it's not true. But hell, we got all this reality TV crap going on. It wouldn't surprise me. Scott, Even though I'm, we, I'm, like I, I'm sorry to have to potentially bust your bubble. Um, I don't know about oh, the two no. of them together, but Casey Anthony was seen earlier this year. With an NBC executive holding oh. her child, I'm thinking to myself, "Wow, you want to let Casey Anthony hold your children? Okay, that's pretty brave of you." But for the fact of that oh. meeting happening, someone's interested in doing at least a Casey Anthony show. 
So for this to be a crazy oh, Anthony as official OJ show, I'm it's it's not far fetched. As a matter of fact, it doesn't even need to be that. There's already a show ready made for OJ to walk right into. And let's keep that's it up with the Kardashians. That's, it's it's that's, ready that's, made. That's, 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 it, that's, I'm about to cuss really bad here. That's fucking pathetic. It really is. Keep, <laughs> keeping up with the Kardashians is ready-made for OJ to walk in and do his thug thistle. My God. You know OJ, when, when your dad was on the, uh, on the defense team, mom and dad are friends. It's alleged that, that Chloe is the love child. Ready-made. Oh, Ready oh, made. Hey, speaking of the Kardashians, another thing I blame OJ for, not just for getting off, not just for being, making a spectacle of himself, he made the Kardashians think. Without yeah. that trial, there'd be no mm-hmm. sex tape, there'd be no skanky asses walking around Beverly Hills, wherever the hell they live in California. No Kardashians. Oh, no. So OJ oh, no. cursed I don't know if you can curse you. I don't know if you can blame OJ for the sex tape. If not for the sex tape, it, it was like a perfect marriage. The, the OJ trial and the sex tape, those two things together is is what made them them. But, yeah, God, with, without OJ, there's no gloom in this situation. But genetics created the bond or injections, if you will, created the the bride in order for Ray J to want to go ahead and hit that. And then we get, you know, we'll hit it and record it. And, and, and then we go ahead and we have this marriage, which created this, this, this juggernaut, if you will. Well, yeah, I didn't want to put it solely on OJ, but he's, he's to blame partially. Yeah. Well, enough, enough of that. Clown. I mean, the combination of Derek <laughs> talking about hearing his name, Casey Anthony's name, and the Kardashians is just really charming. So let's move on. Uh, I, I need a good laugh. I know you do. So let's talk about Hugh Freeze. Getting, uh, oh. Hugh Freeze resigning. Er, I mean, getting fired for for, <laughs> for, for, for for just doing some stupid. Talk about being stupid. I mean. Having call, having numbers, records of calling like hookers from the school phone, really, oh. really. Yeah. And you know what? And you know what tickles me, man. It's like the holy. I mean, it's, I hate to say this about all people who are outward Christians, as I call them. Um, they talk a good game. They put themselves on higher, more high ground. And all of a sudden, I mean, it's like it seems like the higher they make themselves, the harder their asses fall. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and Hugh Freeze, I mean, all he had to do, and this always got started from when he and the and, and, and the, uh, and, and, and the, and the old mission administration made, like, try to put all those allegations, not most of not all of them, on the preceding coach. He's the nut. Yes. And, and he's the nut. Rightfully, sued them for defamation of character, and, and all he wanted, all he wanted—that's all he wanted. You free to give it to him. Old Miss didn't give, want to give it to him. You free one that's holier than thou, Christian, like you know, perceiving himself to be the higher dude on the higher ground, Christian moral ground. And look what happened. Not one, 
not one call from um like like from a university phone to the hooker, which was thought to be quote a misdial dial wrong number. He made several <laughs> of those misdial numbers. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and so again, all this was done from a university phone. What a dumbass. What a complete arrogant this dumbass. Is, this is- this is where Brig gets arrogant and ignorant on, on the part of mm-hmm. Hugh Freeze. Because, now help me with the term. I think the term is called redacting, where yes. the yes. phone records right. were actually given to Hugh Freeze, where he had the opportunity to redact. Now, I just learned yeah. the definition of redact, so I'm not going to sit here and act like I knew the whole time. Uh, he had the opportunity to redact, which is basically both. things. A, 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 a marker and darkening right. out damaging phone, phone numbers on that list, meaning that right. he could have covered up those calls to the prostitute, chose not to. Yeah. He completely chose not to. And shout out to the very salty, yet, and I guess very bored, Attorney from Mississippi State. Once again, ESPN yeah. never graduates. This battle decided he wanted to look through the phone records and discovered that the numbers belonged to a hooker. And yeah. that's how they figured it that's out. Hilarious. Because, yes, never graduates. I swear, man, rivalries run thick in the South. This man could have had anything. He could have been doing pro bono work with somebody else. Nah, I'm going to go ahead and, and investigate this whole Hugh Freeze situation. Nothing else, bruh. He ain't had nothing else to do. I mean, I get it. I get it. Ole Miss has been beating up on Mississippi State over the past couple of years. But still, man, really? Man, I, I swear. That's just hope. That's super petty. That's super petty. <laughs> My hope is that Rob Broadway over at North Carolina A&T doesn't get into any issue. And one of the uh, uh, law students at Central looks over his stuff and finds stuff about it. That's my hope. Because yeah. that could easily yeah. happen with that scenario being very real. But, my God, how bold are you that you do that? As a matter of fact, on this very show, you and I talked about this, Talk, talking about his, his, his cockiness in terms of the payments made to student athletes to, to help them come to Ole Miss. And how I question, oh, my God, is it really worth bringing one or two great players to Ole Miss only to finish third place in your division, not even in your conference, but in your division? And then you have this prostitution stuff. It just makes it even more messy. It's just insane. Yeah. That's just <laughs> – this, 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 is, this is soap opera crap right here. Hey, I saw on Twitter. Yes. Uh, I saw on Twitter, like, from, for someone on my timeline, this was hilarious. I got to give this person credit. He was like, he went all 30 for 30 on this. He was like, what if I told you that the sweetest thing is the one that did Hugh Freeze in? 30 for 30 presents. It's been 30 for 30, 30, 30 series presents. Hotty Thotty. That is hilarious. Yes, that was epic. Oh. But let me ask you this, man. 
this one last thing about this clown in this school. Well, mostly in the Ole Miss now. Yeah, it, you know, well, 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 first of all, I get to this. I mean, there's a reason why. And, and I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. And, and, and one of my boys, you know, I'm Cedric Hall, the mouth of the South, he's an Alabama alum. He was, mm-hmm. he, he was like, there's no way they could have out-recruited Alabama two years in a row, almost two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Landon Laramie Tunso and, 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 and a bunch of other cats. There's no Robert and GK, yeah. Yes, yes. I mean, he, I mean, Ole Miss Bell Clemson for him, and 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 Tunso, and they beat they beat Alabama, a few others out for Tunso, and a few other guys. There's no mm-hmm. way in the world that's like Duke out recruiting Florida State for giving for, for, for yeah. giving a, in a, in, a, in a bit different text. That in context, that's that's what that's like. Ole Miss is a great is is that tradition, even though that tradition is. Years and years and years years old. I mean, the only real success they had was the two Manning, if you think about it. And maybe that one season, 1961, where uh, they finished undefeated and the same year that was 63, the same year when uh, uh, James Meredith enrolled Mel Miss, and I think half the team did not like that. But nevertheless, that was the only time they really had sustained success over the past 50 some odd years, maybe 60 years. Yeah. And so, yeah. there's no way in the hell they should be out recruiting Alabama. And the only reason why Free stuck around, speaking of which, is because he beat Alabama for twice the past four years. That's the only mm-hmm. reason why they kept his ass around. But let me ask you this. Where does Ole Miss go from here, right quick? I mean, I don't, I don't see them getting their coach from uh, a Division One school. I, I, I don't see that. I see them coming from a group of five at the, at the highest. I mean, Ole Miss is going you know to be in the dark age for a while. They, they will be, but there's a possibility they may end up getting an old friend of the conference back there. Correct me if I'm wrong. Where is Les Miles right now? Oh Lord, that's a lot. I'm just saying. You, you know why? You know why? Let's just why. I like Les Miles a lot as a as a dude. He seems like a guy who I would love to hang out with and get together with a bunch of dudes and go have like to go have a few cold ones with. Seems like a down a real nice down enough guy. He doesn't just doesn't believe in offense. He just doesn't believe in 21st century offense. He's like three years in a cloud of dust, man. I mean, the thing is, is that he had all that talent. He had Odell Beckham Jr. He had Jarvis yeah. Landry. He had Leonard uh-huh. Fournette and a bunch of other cats. But he didn't like offense. He didn't like offense. And, okay, for him to do, I mean, sure, yeah, he won a national championship. I know he won a national championship with, with LSU. I get all that. But this is a what have you done for me now lately type of business. You know what I mean? The bottom line. The bottom line is for most of his tenure at LSU, Bless Mouse underachieved. With the talent that he had every year, he had no business looking up to Alabama as many times as he did. I mean, no damn business. And you're going to want to hire that cat to run Ole Miss? Good luck with that. You know what, Scott? <laughs> if someone says – if someone says it's less miles, we, yeah. well, if Ole Miss says it's less miles, we'll bring you in. But you're going to have to bring in some young coordinators that know about today's game. We know 
that you know how to coach in this conference. We know and that you know how to recruit him. in this conference. If you can yeah. go ahead and bring in some young coordinators with you, you're hired. Well, you think? Do it, though. He's stubborn. He's stubborn. He, he, he do it to him. He's in his mid sixties. That's a fantastic question. That's a fantastic question, though. Yeah. But you know what? He, he, yeah. He'll also understand that this is probably his last chance, his last opportunity to get back into the conference. If he, sure. he if he really relishes that, and he sees mm-hmm. the opportunity is right there, all he has to do is follow directions. He might do mm-hmm. it. He just might. I'm not going to say that he will, sure. but <laughs> it's it's a possibility. It's it's a very interesting possibility that, that happens. But I completely agree yeah. with you. I don't think it's going to be a someone from an, uh, a, 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 a non-Power 5 school. It's going to have to be someone from a Power 5 school. It's probably going to be a young coordinator from somewhere. I just don't know exactly who that's going to be as of right now. But you know what? They've got a whole year to go ahead and make that decision. And actually, less than a year, really, because they'll probably end up making that decision come around December or January or, or who that's going to be. Right. So it's a possibility someone – shines this year or it could be someone who's who's had a great career as a coordinator that's been looking for a job to move up and then go ahead and give it to them. But yeah, just just keep your eye on young coordinators um this this coming season. Okay. Well we're gonna keep it moving to the NBA. How are you wanting up? Was the bombshell the past two weeks going and going? Kyrie yeah. Irving wants out of Cleveland. That that is hilarious to me. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's hard to believe this is the same team that won that went to back to three finals in a row, where it has so much dysfunction. I mean, Dan Gilbert, the owner, Dan Gilbert, firing David Griffin, the GM, for some stupid reason. Um, them wanting to trade Kyrie before, or mm-hmm. apparently for 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 Paul George. And before that, Chris Paul, after they won the chip. So now, I mean, you know, the combination of those two things and the fact that Kyrie wants to be the man, he feels like he can be the man, and he has the skills in the game to be the man, um, wants out. And LeBron James now reportedly wanted to beat his ass, even though he's not really going to beat his ass. This is how bad he was, how betrayed he was. <laughs> he's getting into a Stephen A. Smith, which I thought was like a hissy fit, like a fifth-grade hissy fit. Um, yeah. Be that as a name, Kyrie Irving. Do you? What do you think of his wanting to be traded? Is he delusional? Does he really want to win, or does is he does he want to get out LeBron shadow? Why the hell does he want out of Cleveland? <laughs> um, from what I'm hearing, he wants an opportunity <laughs> to shine, just like you just said. Does yeah. he want to win? When I heard these words. Kyrie Irving wants to go to the New York Knicks. I scratched my head for a moment there and said to myself, there's a possibility that this dude may not necessarily really want to win. But you have him, Porzingis, you still have a very young nucleus in those two guys. If you're capable of, of bringing in a little bit more talent there, especially now that Phil Jackson is gone, who knows what that team could potentially be, especially in the East where it's basically a hot box once you get past the fifth spot. Um, 
so it's 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 who knows if, if he goes to New York and how much it'll turn out or that uh, that organization around because that's what they've been looking for. They've been looking for a, a a young talent to come in and stay healthy and play ball in, in the Garden. If that happens, possibly, but it'll be interesting where he goes because. Does he want to win? Of course, with, with uh, the, the, the Spurs being thrown up there as a potential place uh, uh, of landing. Miami was thrown yeah. up there. So it's, yeah. it's hard to say because you, you, you hear championship contenders thrown out there. You hear playoff contenders thrown out, thrown out there. And then you hear the Knicks thrown out there. So it, it, yeah, it, it's it's, it's – it's, you. It's, but also, New York is home for him, so that's another yeah. potential reason why he wants to go to to the Knicks. But with the situation with 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 LeBron and 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 Stephen A. Smith, with the report of uh, Stephen A. saying that LeBron wanted to beat his ass, and now uh, LeBron saying that it's fake news and all this stuff with his recent tweets, and, and him going at Stephen A. I just find it interesting over the past couple of years that Stephen A, actually the past two years, Stephen A has gone head up with both LeBron and uh, 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 Kevin Durant. I'm wondering right. if he's trying to be the, 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 the lead antagonist over at the ESPN right now, but that's another conversation. But right. you, 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 you hear that family. stuff thrown out there, the Chris Broussard reporting. <clears throat> About you know Kyrie just looking for an opportunity to be a star by himself. It, it's it's just interesting because this is the first time ever you hear someone say, outside of uh, uh, Paul Pierce, that is that I don't ever yeah. want to play with. I don't want to play with LeBron. It, it's starting to be. It's 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 it, 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 for a lack of a better term, it's it's a chink in his armor. Right. And 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 it's it's starting. It's, it's, it's good boy image is it's starting to become tainted. Well, most star players, if you hear people tell it, they, players, former players, and current players tell it, they're hell to play with because they demand mm-hmm. a whole lot from you, the same as they demand of them, demand of themselves from themselves. I mean, they put paying the price doing what you don't want to do but you have to do to be great. Michael Joy with the Breakfast Club and it was tough practices. Magic Johnson. I mean even like even Joe he did with a smile, he he I mean he dog cats. He wanted he 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 wanted to win. He loved the win. He he and Kareem. Um mm-hmm. of course Kobe Bryant <laughs> he he he's yeah. really tough. Really tough on his teammates. Because he he he, I mean, he's about the greatness, and and Kevin and Kevin Garnett was like that from why from why, mm-hmm. uh, even though he did it in the pie in a humorous way on television, but he he was he, he was hard, he was he, it was hard to deal with. It was all about that intensity. Not that anything's wrong with that. It's just just saying how much it takes to be a champion, you know, to yeah. like to like to be the best of the best, if you will. Um, but the thing is, is that. And speaking of Kobe, that's Kyrie Irving's mentor. And who was the, who was the first person that Kyrie talked to after he won the championship? After they won the championship two years ago, Kobe Bryant. So mm. he's taking his that's he's taking his direction from Kobe, and as does what Russell Westbrook as well. 
through God to two stars, superstars, whose mentor is Kobe Bryant. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's looking at this playbook and saying, well, Kobe broke up the Shaq, and Kobe eventually won two more titles, uh, even though he did with Powell Gasol and 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 uh, and a not-so-high uh, Lamar Odom <laughs> at the time. Oh. But I, as, far, as much as I would love as a Knicks fan, long-time Knicks fan, for Kyrie to come to New York, he would fail miserably. I mean, I, I mean, I would think that the highest the Knicks minus would get would be like a fifth seed. I think they'd be mm-hmm. twelve teams. But it, things go wrong in New York. They just do. As long as that clown of an owner still owns the team, James Dolan. But look, I, I think that I don't think Cleveland has to trade him. He's on the contract for two more years. But I think mm-hmm. the situation is becoming so toxic, especially after they signed Derrick Rose. Who used to be a backup? He may be the guy now that they have to get him the hell out of there. So I think in the end he's going to end up. He's going to find his. Kyrie's going to force his way to New York. I can see that happening. And you know, with and the question is, will Melo want to stay? And I don't think he does. I think Melo wants to play with either Chris Paul in Houston or LeBron in Cleveland because those are two of his best friends. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think that he'll be part of the equation. I think don't be surprised if the Knicks, that point guard that we that you drafted out of France, is in the package as uh, as well. But I think mm-hmm. either Kyrie's going to force his way to New York, or he's going to end up in get this in Miami. I think he may end up in Miami when it's all said and done. But because Miami has the assets to possibly get a deal done. But the question is, would Pat Riley want to have anything to do with Cleveland, especially that, that LeBron is back there? But So, <laughs> in the end, that's why I think Kyrie's going to force his way to, Cle- to uh, New York. Okay. But, yeah, it's just, why. it's just been weird uh, over the past couple of weeks. You know, uh, at least LeBron is taking the high road that we know of outside of the right. – if he was in my face, I'd kick your ass comments that allegedly been said by him. But he's been focusing right. on his workouts. You know, he's he's been trying to stay away as, as, as far as possible. According to reports, he's not involved in where Kyrie would potentially be shipped to. So right. he's trying to keep his nose clean, but his, his image has really taken um, some hits because of Kyrie wanting to be traded. Well, I just, again, I know I touched on this earlier when I, on this segment, but it's it's hard to believe that this is the same team that went to the finals three times in a row, winning one. Mm-hmm. It'd be so toxic. The atmosphere would be so toxic. And then that falls on LeBron, I think, that falls on the ownership and, and the front office, too. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, because they try to, try to, to trade Urban, Twice, allegedly. So, I mean, it's 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 just it's just crazy. But I mean, the king is the king. The King James is king of drama. I mean, it's just drama in Cleveland, man. This it it just cracks me up. But we'll we'll see what happens with with, with Kyrie. All right, we'll get. But one last thing before we yeah, one last thing before we move on. It's interesting that you talk about the toxic the toxicity of Cleveland. Because Chauncey Billups spoke on that a little bit. He said while he was being yeah. interviewed for the uh, the GM position, 
while they, the team was doing their due diligence, due diligence on him, he in turn yeah. was doing his due diligence on the team. And there's a yeah. lot of stuff behind the scenes going on in Cleveland that not a lot of people know about, and it's saddening to him. This is what he said. So it, it, there's some stuff that's going to continue to come out and continue to leak out as this situation continues to go and as this team slowly starts to implode. Mm. I don't think we've heard the tip of the iceberg to your point. So it's going to come out one day, whether it's a, yeah. in a book deal by Kyrie or LeBron himself, or <laughs> or it's something's going to come out. It's, this is not over, not far from no. being over. And even after Kyrie gets traded to wherever the hell he gets traded to, it's 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 a circus in Cleveland. It just it's hard to believe. It's like it turned into the they turn into the winter version of the Knicks. Drama and just toxicity all over the place. But from uh, from a toxic dysfunctional situation to one of sadness and and and, and of a legend. Not many people know about Jim Vance. Jim Vance passed last late last week. Uh, he was a DC. He was a legendary DC sportscaster. Um, he was the first, the first black person to be on a prominent role on television. But I'm a, I'm not going to be able to do it justice, even though I lived in the area for that three years prior to moving back to Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm gonna let you, Dwayne. You you're the D, you're the you're the DC native. This is your yeah. I want I want to give you the floor and tell people just how special, and how legendary, and how important Jim Vance was in the D.C. area, in terms of D.C. area sports. sports well, it, actually, he, he wasn't um, a sportscaster. He was just, he was the, okay. uh, one of the lead anchors on the mm. six, the four, the five, the six, and the 11 o'clock news in, in the D.C. area for the, uh, the NBC affiliate. But yeah. he was a huge sports fan. Um, it was, it was interesting, you know, growing up in D.C., um, growing up watching the news with my grandparents because they watch uh, WRC uh, Channel 4 here in, in, in D.C., the, the NBC affiliate. And while growing up, you know, I've always known, and, and the city has always been known as Chocolate City, and I didn't realize exactly how chocolate the city was until I did a little research on on, on the, uh, the news broadcast uh, for NBC. They used to play music from Shaft as their outro music for the um for the for the new for the news broadcast. Ellie's love song. I am very serious. What? The song Ellie's love song from the Shaft theme uh, Shaft yes. uh, soundtrack was their closing yes. music for uh, for the news wow. broadcast. I never knew that wow. up until like I became thirty five, thirty six. Because I heard someone playing it on the radio, called the station to find out what it was, and they were like, "Yeah, this is from Shaft." Like, you gotta be kidding me! That's wow. That's black of them to that do that. Real black. True Chocolate City, right there. <laughs> <laughs> but it means it's a dope track, and it's very calming. Yeah. So I can see why they would do so. But um, you know, you tie that in with with Jim Vance, and the reason why I do that, man, is because of course growing up. That's the guy that I watched, you know, giving out the news. Now, for those who are, who are familiar with Jim Vance, Jim Vance um, 
he's actually a Cheney alum. And uh, a couple of years after graduating from Cheney, he ended up here in D.C. in uh, 1969 when he was hired to be a reporter. And um, in 1972, he became uh, the co-anchor for the 5 and 6 o'clock news, becoming one of the first African-American co-anchors in the country. So mm-hmm. he, he was a trailblazer in, in, in that standpoint. So from 72 on up until this year, actually, he spent 45 years in um, in the news game for the same affiliate, which is which is one of the longest streaks uh, that a, a news anchor has spent with any network in this region. I'm, I'm thinking almost nationally. But, yeah, 45 years he's been doing it. Um, he actually went to the Cheney with Ed Bradley, so he has that relationship with, with, with Ed. Um, wow, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't realize that either until I started hearing about his history. Um, Jim was here during the interesting times in D.C. from, you know, all of the elections in the 70s to to the time of the, the, the legendary Marion Barry being here and all the political stuff. But right. even though... Uh, 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 Jim was from outside of Philadelphia, you would have never been able to tell that because of his love for D.C. sports. Now, with him and the uh, the late, great George Michael, who was, you know, the inventor of the right. sports machine, which is basically, you know, he, it was basically the, the, the blueprint for ESPN, but on a, yeah. on a weekly basis, you know, um, to see them interact. On a nightly basis, was 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 something was was a, a thrill to watch, especially when Jim would do classic Jim and interrupt the sports broadcast with questions because he's that much of a fan, and he kept mm-hmm. doing so up until um, God, what's the young lady's name now? She's with ESPN. She actually came from. Uh, NBC4 here uh, in D.C. as well. It's uh, Diana something. I can't remember what her last name is, but she's with ESPN okay. now. And, and and Jim used to do the same thing to her, you know, in terms of interrupting her and and, 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 and talking to her about what's going on with D.C. sports. But, yeah, he's basically been here for all of the championships from the Bullets Championships in 78, all three of the Redskins, matter of fact, all four of the uh, the Redskins Super, uh, actually all five. He was he's been here for all five of the Super Bowl appearances by the Skins. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's seen the Caps get close. He's seen the Caps make it to the uh, to the uh, uh, the NHL Finals, and yep. he just was for for especially people who who are my age. And even a little bit older, him, uh, 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 George Michael, uh, uh, Mary Barry, and Joe Gibbs are kind of it when you're talking about DC mm. deities, and, right. and especially when you're talking about DC journalism. That's what Jim Vance was, man. And sadly, he he, he lost a, a fight with cancer. He didn't make it known until. Uh, May that he was battling cancer, but this dude with his voice, 
one of the smoothest voices. He, like I said, he's been uh, been an anchor for 45 years, up until his 70s. He was wearing a diamond earring in his ear while doing the news. Nice. So this is another nice. sign of his smoothness. Wow. And, um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's how he just proved how cool he was. He's rocking the diamond stud in his ear while doing the news. Nice. And um, I, I got awesome. the opportunity to meet him for a brief moment, very brief moment. And in that moment, man, um, everything that you've seen about him in a, in, from a distance, came to be evident right there, man, in that one brief moment of comedy. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and it's, it's sad, man. I understand that we all get older and we all have to leave this, this, our earthly bodies, man, but I, I'm just thankful that I got an opportunity to see one of the best to ever do it at, at, at the anchor spot here in this city, Jim Vance, man, in, in his prime especially. But um, it's, it's sad to see him go, especially after being honored. Um, at uh, Ben's Chili Bowl, they now do a mural outside of the of, of the uh, the building, honoring uh, great African Americans, and, and he was one to uh, to grace the wall in, in this newer version of, of the painting. So, you know, nice. my condolences to his family. You know, I'm just glad that I got an opportunity to. Um, to see someone share that enthusiasm of DC sports on the screen with the, as much as I did, and to see someone like me, who looked like me at least, uh, right. be a, the, the 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 lead anchor, you know, in, in a major market as long as he was, man. So he's he's, he's going to be really missed. It, it, it was tough on the city that of his passing. It wasn't very very epic. But it was it was pretty right. close, man. But you know the the skins lost a, a major fan, man, in, in in Jim Vance. Wow, well said, brother. Hey, thanks a lot for sharing, and uh, we'll talk again next week. How about that? No doubt. Matter of fact, the just real quick, just real quick, yes, sir. Um, some of his notes in terms of some of the interviews that he's done throughout history are going to be in the National Museum of African American History. They just made that oh, announcement uh, earlier this week that they're going to go ahead and, and have some of his notes in there. So whenever you get a chance to, uh, to go to the museum, you'll have an opportunity to see those. Oh, we will. Oh, I will. There's something I can do with. Uh, I will. And I'm happy to hear that you're going to include notes from Jim Vance in that museum. So thanks for sharing, brother. I really appreciate that story that you still shared. You shared. And uh, we'll talk to you next week, brother. No dignity. All right. Peace out. That's my guy, Dwayne Nash. Please check him out on uh, Leaves Radio every Tuesday night here uh, on Blog Talk Radio as well as the Sports Blog, the Yards, Sports. I'm Scott Burks. Thank you all for tuning in. This is the Klein Hour. Until next Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, I'm out. Peace and hair grease. Oh, six. Good night.